Whatever, Dave. Whatever, Dave. Whatever, Dave. Lo que sea, Dave. Whatever. Whatever, Dave. It's the Whatever, Dave Radio Network. Wherever fine podcasts are ignored. Where the hell is Dave? Oh, my goodness. I think I have an idea where he might be. Well, tell me. He's in hell. Who was in his sight? I mean, last week we filled in on the album show. We had to do two hours instead of ha- a half hour. Maybe he needs this time to uh, yeah, recuperate. I yeah. don't know. It we'll, could be right. You know, we'll get him on the horn a little bit later. My David needs his beauty rest. Yes. He won't be with us again until November. <laughs> it's, on a, it's on sabbatical. We'll check in with him later on in the show. You know, oh, thank goodness. I thought we were would all be back together here in the old studio, but uh, once again, Dave has to go and ruin it. So, Dave, but you suck. It's great to have you back, Rich. Well, thank you. Happy to be here, my Michael. I'm glad you survived your bout with uh, bronchitis. Yes, yes, uh, still fighting. Uh, just have a little residual cough every now and then. And you're here doing the show. So brave. <laughs> yeah. Much braver than Dave. Wow. <laughs> Dave, you suck. You know, we'll check in with him at the end of the show. We'll, we'll talk about uh, the great time we had uh, filling in on the Mitch album show last week. And uh, if we have a would you rather uh, if the messenger deems us worthy for one this week, uh, we'll go over that with him. <laughs> but uh, so, Rich, we are in the middle. Uh, we're we're. We're in the middle, uh, the thick of a campaign uh, election year. Uh, yes, here. yes. Uh, back in August, we had our primary. Obviously, um, in November, we'll have a general election. And on the primary, we're, uh, we're nominating a Republican governor. There's mm-hmm. a whole bunch of brand new uh, congressional districts being drawn and a bunch of other um, local issues all over the place. On the west side of the state... Jamestown Township. Ah, spent my fourth honeymoon there. Really? Well, it's a good thing you left that place because it sounds like a real hellhole. Well, we didn't spend a lot of time there. Yeah, that's all right. You were stopping through. (laughs) Correct. You're actually there uh, to get directions on how to get away from there. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So they had a millage up. All right. um, And the millage failed, which means they lost 84% of their operating budget, about $230,000. And the reason that they lost all of their funding is because there was a conservative group that placed large sound uh, signs all over the township, urging residents to vote no on the millage, citing concerns that the library was, quote, grooming children with books containing explicit material and LGBTQ themes. Now, I, the, the, the library says that, yes, they do have LGBTQ books, but they're not all sexual in nature. And it's not like they're it's not like they're, um, you know, mixed in with the cat in the hat. Sure. They're not probably not in the children's section, I I wouldn't think. Yeah. Right. There is one resident who says the content in some of these books contains graphic sexual dialogue and narratives there. Stop. Uh Okay. Yeah, I agree. There shouldn't be graphic dialogues or narratives of 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 heterosexual or homosexual persuasions. And the fact that this town is willing to get rid of their library to ignore the fact that LGBTQ people and issues exist Mm. is just so backwards to me. And we need to stop this heinous narrative out there that anything gay is inherently sexual, Mm -hmm. anything gay is inherently perverse, and anything gay is inherently grooming children. Mm -hmm. Like I said, Fifty Shades of Grey is very explicit. 
that should not be in the children's section. And I don't think that they're mixing in uh, the LGBTQ equivalent of Fifty Shades of Grey in with the Dr. Seuss. So it sounds like their main complaint is that it exists, period. Right. And it's <laughs> this is the public library. It's not like this is in the elementary school. Right, right. To, oh, my goodness. To me, this sounds like a modern-day book burning. Yeah, that's ass backwards. I agree with you. Yeah. So... I, I mean, and think about all of that. Think about everything you're giving up. I mean, especially for the children, where do you go to learn? I right. mean, we do a lot of learning on the Internet these days, but the library I was always taught was the hardcore place to get your information, the concrete information right. that you can back up and that is credible. You right. can use those as sources. Right. And and obviously, uh, you know, the, the library is not as utilitarian as it was when we were kids, but right. there's still a use for it. There's people who who might not be able to uh, afford Wi-Fi. Absolutely. And you have to factor in folks who have lower incomes who rely on the library to type up a resume or to send out a job application or to do something like that. And really, Rich, I'm, I'm getting tired of these these zealous groups out there using kids as political pawns. Oh, yeah. Like I said, watch your kid at the library. I don't think your kid's going to be checking out Brown Bear, no. Brown Bear, what do you see next to, uh, you know, uh, 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 an erotic homosexual novel? No. Okay. No. By this logic, um, if you're really worried about um, graphic sexual dialogue narratives, you have to get rid of, like I said, Fifty Shades of Grey. You have to get rid of V.C. Andrews oh, yeah. books. You have to get rid of anything with Fabio on the cover. Uh-huh. And also, you got to make sure that your kid never goes on the internet. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know how you're going to do that. Right. I, I, I mean, there are ways to address LGBTQ topics with people that are age appropriate. Yeah. And, you know, it just might be a, a, a matter of saying these people exist. Yeah. What's wrong with that? Some 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 boys like bo girls, some boys like boys, some girls like girls and, and just that. And then, you know, you don't have to tell them everything just right. because they know uh, just because they learn about something doesn't mean they have to learn about it all at once. It's no different than the concept of a heterosexual relationship. Other than that, it's the same sex. Right. So there's no real, <laughs> I don't right. see what the big issue I, is. I mean, the Bernstein bears, they depict a heterosexual relationship between mama bear and, and, and father bear. <laughs> there's nothing sexual about that. No. So, and what about, and what about the kids who feel like they're a little bit different and you know, they they might need a novel or a book or, or or something where they identify with these characters to to not feel so different, to That's not feel point. so outcast. That's a good point. And I think yeah, if you do that, you know, given that then you get into the big debate of what is age appropriate to right. start discussing that. I think it's actually important for teenagers, at least to be given some kind of knowledge right? because you'll reduce the suicide rate by doing that. There's a lot of people out there who are, uh, as you had mentioned, they're ostracized, they're banished from their families. Right. They're looking for some type of uh, thing or some person or something that says, we respect you, we love you, you have dignity as a human being. Right. That's a great point because so so now this this library is closing down because they don't want a child who might feel like they're different 
uh, to be able to identify with the character in, in a book. And they're also sending a message that what they feel is wrong, mm-hmm. something that they can't help. All right. So I, I wish the people in Jamestown Township um, plummeting property values. Because... <laughs> what are they get? I wonder what they're going to spend the money on. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, now, they are putting uh, a, another piece of funding on the November ballot. Oh, but okay. if that doesn't pass, okay. if that doesn't pass, then, um, then you know, it, it, they, they're going to have no library. I'll yeah. chalk it up to unresolved at the moment, just to yeah. be fair then. But, you know, aren't a lot of these people who are against, aren't they, aren't they against censorship? Yeah. Aren't they about yeah. parental responsibility? Right. So. That's a good point. I mean, your children, and you brought it up, Rich, the internet, the internet, yeah. the, these kids are not supervised at the internet. At the library, they're very much supervised. Oh, yeah. They can't check a book out without their parents' library card. <laughs> In fact, I remember my brother, he went to use the library up north one time. And the lady looked at him and said, you can't look at porn here. Right. Well, <laughs> My brother said, well, it's not what I was going to use it for, but thanks, thanks for the tip. Thanks for laying down the ground rules. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, I, I think that's ridiculous. I think it's backwards. I yeah, think it's, I agree. I think it's I agree. book burning. And if you're going to get rid of all the LGBTQ books because they might be too sexual, then get rid of all the, the overly... Uh, sexual heterosexual books. These are the same people that like to cite 1984 and, right. and use yeah, Big exactly. Brother and all of that. And you know when it's <laughs> when it doesn't fit their agenda, oh, well, it goes all out the window. One hundred percent. All right, Richard. Next topic. Well, Michael, uh, on the album show uh, nearly a week ago, we discussed streaming services and whatnot. It's kind of been sort of a, right. a theme here on whatever Dave. Right. Uh, and I think that got so spirited. That's why Dave's so exhausted. He can't show up tonight. <laughs> I think you're right. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, HBO Max is offering 30% off a one-year subscription for new and returning subscribers. Um, I wanted to ask you, because the main reason they're doing this now is they're encouraging people to save big before House of the Dragon premieres. Oh, Game of Thrones. Yes. Now, you and I mm-hmm. both share the same opinion of Game of Thrones. Uh, we never really got into it. And at this point, it's too daunting to get into. Yes. Too lofty. And I just wanted to I ask. I think I'd you. enjoy the nudity, though. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Me, too. Maybe they could super cut that together. Now, what has prevented you? from watching it why didn't you want to get in aside from the fact that it's too daunting is there anything content wise is it because it's fantasy because you've never been interested in in fantasy particularly no um i just i've always been a basic cable guy Mm -hmm. i remember uh back in the 90s my family got hbo and i thought we were rich Mm -hmm. and so when i moved out (laughs) we felt too (laughs) when i moved out on my own uh, I just had the basic cable package. Mm-hmm. And uh, how many seasons in is it now? Oh, gosh, I couldn't even tell you. Yeah, so, I, I didn't follow it. So, you know, it's like that Walking Dead, Breaking Bad, yeah. uh, Mad Men. I, I don't know why I'm naming AMC shows. Parks and Rec. Yeah, all these shows that have so many seasons, I just um, starting them to me is just just too daunting. I feel like I'm too far behind. So Now, you've been with the uh, Stranger Things since its inception. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That Which, answers that. That's my paradox, because when I find a show on Netflix that I like, I go through it really fast and say, dang, I wish there were more seasons. But if I missed two seasons, I'm like, too late now. I can never watch it. <laughs> now, I know that we're in the uh, outlying group of people who enjoy. Yes. Uh, there's so many people who enjoy 
Game of Thrones and who I know may you, I ultimately know you, enjoy this new one. I know you and I are freaks in this, Richard. Yes. Now, uh, did you feel a sense of relief when it was over? Because then you would, okay, we've been left out of so many conversations for five, six years. Well, it's funny too, Rich, because I've never had a TV show where I felt excluded, but literally there was a time here at work <laughs> where... Any conversation I would have with anybody, mm -hmm. if someone else walked into the room, uh, my conversation would be cut short and they start talking about freaking Game of Thrones. So it radicalized me a little bit against Game of Thrones. And I've never really had that with other TV shows. I get that. I will have to say, though, that this uh, cost effective method, this discount here offering 30 percent off is kind of a step in, in the right direction in my eyes anyway, because the streaming services just keem, seem to keep going up right. during this time of inflation. So I would say that that's pretty smart on their part. Well, and I actually did get, I did actually subscribe to HBO Max last night Wow! Uh, because the Lions are on hard knocks. And I feel like, um, I, I, I feel like that's kind of like a cultural moment here okay. in Detroit. So I, I want to, I, I want to watch it. I do enjoy the show, but yeah, they had two different, um, they had two different plans. There was the plan for nine ninety nine, which I brought that uh, had ads. And then I think the one with ads was twelve ninety nine. Don't quote me on it. Mm. So um, obviously I went with the, with the, the one for nine ninety nine. but sure. I mean, Rich, you and I also share the opinion that it doesn't, it, it seems like, so many companies now have their own streaming platform and they're 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 taking all their content off of Netflix like the office was taken off Netflix right. and put on Peacock right um that now you have to have so many streaming services that it's you might as well just stick with cable right right it negates the idea of ditching the cord mm -hmm. i i agree i think a lot of older people too uh who enjoy cable are citing that very same thing and telling people why I have to get all of these things. I have to go to this. I have to go to this. Right. I have to have 17 different passwords right. to get into all of these things. I have these recurring charges that I have to keep track of. I'm also a channel surfer. Oh, yeah. So um, I, I remember the when ancient art of channel surfing. Right. Back when it was just Hulu and Netflix, I say, OK, once once I'm kind of out of my habit of being a channel surfer, I'm going to cut the cord and get Hulu and Netflix. And now that I'm ready to take that leap, there's too many streaming services around. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, next topic. Uh, so, Rich, let me ask you this. Yeah. Uh, you and I are, are big are, are big fans of fall. Oh, yeah. Um, when what's the point in the summer where you're you're like done with it? <laughs> where I'm done with summer. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Actually, pretty quickly. The first 90 degree day I'm done with summer. Yeah. See, to me, the first and I, I think I might have said this while we we're filling it on the album show. The first cold breeze of August, I'm ready to put up mm. my Halloween decorations. Mm -hmm. One thing, though, that I do not do is look past Halloween at Christmas. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't do that either. But. Something uh, something came across the ticker today, which I found to be um, curious. Oh, you don't say. Yes. Mariah Carey. Uh-oh. You know uh -huh. that song? I don't Oh, yeah. It's yeah, on yeah. all the time. Yeah, nauseam. Yeah, yeah. You'll, you'll start hearing it like midnight November 1st. Right. Well, Mariah Carey, I, I think this success has gone to her head a little bit because she is trying to copyright the phrase, the Queen of Christmas. 
Which, really? Which I've never heard anyone be called uh, the Queen of Christmas. No, this is the first I've heard of that, yeah. too. So have at it. Except Darlene Love, who uh, I think she sings, what is it, uh, Rockin' Around the Christmas Sounds Tree? Sounds about right, yes. Darlene Love and another woman I've never heard of, Elizabeth Chan. Hmm. They also have branded themselves the oh. Queens of Christmas. <laughs> so now you've got a three-way legal battle oh. royale. Wow! For the wow. title of Queen of Christmas. And to me, this sounds like uh, anti-Christmas. This, <laughs> you know, every stupid special that we watch about the Christmas spirit, this sounds like the beginning of that. And uh, and like, I don't know if they're all going to be visited by three ghosts. I, I mean, this sounds like the beginning of like a like a Hallmark or, or a Lifetime Christmas oh, they movie. they should capitalize on that. That would be cool. All they need is some some like small town hunk to fall in love with. Sure. And at the end, they all decide they can all be the queen of Christmas because <laughs> Christmas isn't a title, Richard. Christmas is a feeling. And then they play the King of Queens song that I really like. Kings and Queens by that. Del Lupe or who, who Ava who, Ava Max. I love it. Yeah, she she enters and says, "I'm the new queen of Christmas." Oh man, it turns into this musical number. I'm gonna outlive you all. Roll credits, wow. and I'm gonna be at the last one's funeral wearing the <laughs> crown of Christmas. <laughs> I like that idea, my Michael. Uh, next topic, Richard. Well, you know, Michael. Yes, I do. It's no surprise to you mm -hmm. that cars are. Scarce these days. New cars. You want to get a new car. Right. I went to the dealership. Used cars are scarce, too. Oh, my gosh. You're not kidding. I go to the dealership a, a few weeks back. Right. Because you thought you were getting a new yeah, trade. I thought my lease. lease was up. Right. Surprise, surprise. I still have a year left on my lease because I'm an idiot and I don't <laughs> read things properly. Hey, don't talk to my, about my friend Rich that way. Well, I appreciate that. But anyway, the lady says to me, very sweet lady. You're in the best situation you could possibly be in. First of all, we have no cars. Right. Second of all. The first time you go to a dealership, they tried to talk you out of a car. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And COVID has really turned everything upside down. It hasn't has, it? isn't it? It's bizarre. She said the price of the car has gone way up and you're really good on your mileage right now. So mm -hmm. the best thing that could possibly happen to you is this right now. Take it on a joyride. Exactly. Rental counters at the Detroit airport have run out of vehicles. And this global deficit of computer chips that has forced automakers to slash output, causing shortages of new and used vehicles, continues. It hits more than just the auto industry, obviously. Automakers are stockpiling newly manufactured cars that are still awaiting a few final chips. So if you heard about the somebody who says, well, I'm waiting on the car. They, some right. people actually get their cars and they said, we'll put the chip in later. Right. Which I don't know how that works. It right. must be that the chip isn't that. You could push crucial. it for the time being. <laughs> right. Uh, the messenger has blessed us with his presence. Oh, excellent. All Very right. good. I can't okay. wait to read that. Thanks, messenger. Thank you, messenger. Uh, gone are the days when buyers could drop in on a dealership and drive home in a cherry red convertible packed with their favorite features. Buying a car now means placing an order and waiting, sometimes for months, right, for the vehicles to arrive. Right. The car, the the car uh, commercials will be like buy now for delivery in 2023. Take a guess at what the average car, new car, costs now. I heard it was something astronomical. I want to say seventy thousand, even though that sounds way cuckoo bananas. But that's the number that that jumps out at it's me. It's a little steep. Yeah, a little steep. Uh, forty six thousand dollars for a Jeez new car. Pete's. Now, if I had bought my Fusion a couple of years ago, it would have cost me twenty five thousand. Mm -hmm. Now, guess how much your typical used car goes for? 
Uh, used car? Well, if new car is forty thousand, I'm going to say the twenty five thousand for very close twenty eight thousand dollars for a used car. To me, I once upon a time, and once upon a time's not too long ago. I'd say within the last five years. $28,000 would, I, I'd be able to buy two cars for $28,000. Yeah. In the used car market, absolutely. It's gone up 20% well, in and the that's past why two I'm, years. That's why I'm terrified of something happening to one of our cars. Oh, gosh. Because hopefully, eventually, prices are going to go back down to normal. Yes, I uh, hope. But if you buy now, you're going to be stuck, you know, with this payment for something that's $28,000 to $40,000. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So, like most things... Uh, post pandemic, it's looking pretty bleak. Yeah, and uh, market. so I'm I'm trying to think. When did the Guy Gordon show start? Was that 2016, 2017? 2017. Okay, because I remember uh, my wife and I had to buy a new, buy her a new car in the first week of that show. Yeah, and then about two years later, 2018, 2019, I had to get a new car. Yeah, and as late as 2018, 2019. Uh, we actually buy uh, used rental cars because okay. the myth of people treating them poorly um, isn't true. I mean, it, yeah, if if people are are driving a Corvette, they're gonna they're gonna treat that thing um, not too nicely. But nobody's like driving a Nissan Sentra and, and, and trying to <laughs> see what that thing can do. So when it comes to to, to four cylinders in our price range used rental cars are are actually a, a good bet because you get them at a discount. They're meticulously maintained, yada, yada, yada. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, I digress. Um, we used to be able to go to the local Hertz auto sales by us and find a good amount of cars for less than $10,000. Ah, Now the cheapest car there is $14,000. Wow. So I'm really uh, hoping that our cars will... Uh, last us yeah. uh, until until if and when uh, prices go back to normal. I hope so, too. Next stop. Oh, wow. <laughs> you did it to me. I, I, you know, I was just I was just thinking about how simpatico we were because ah. I, uh, I was about to yell the same thing. Uh, so, Richard, you have a brood of nieces and nephews. Oh, yeah. Uh, Eleven at the moment. Uh, ranging from the age of. Uh, six months to, uh, oh, no, less than six months. I think four months to, um, 16, almost Wow, 15 years old. Gosh, yeah. time flies. Sure um, does. did your nieces and nephews ever watch iCarly or Sam and cat yeah. or any of that stuff? Oh yeah. Um, so you're, you're familiar with the Jeanette McCurdy who I think play, she was on Sam and cat. She was on iCarly. Sam and cat especially is, is the one I, I recognize. Yeah. Well, she came out with a book titled, I'm glad my mom's dead, which, wow. is, which is a very, uh, very shocking title sure. uh, until you kind of hear the, uh, uh, until you kind of hear the, uh, uh rationale. Hmm. And so I'm just going to read what I've copied and pasted from a number of, articles because i think it paints paints the picture so in the memoir mccurdy shares the troubled relationship between herself and her mom uh who passed away in uh 2013 of breast cancer um according to mccurdy she was one of these terrible stage moms Uh um she would meticulously uh count mccurdy's calories uh she wouldn't let her bathe on her own because she thought that she uh washed her hair incorrectly oh boy um and then of course there was the abuse that she um 
experienced on the set of these Nickelodeon shows. A lot of controversy around this guy named Dan Schneider, hmm. who was the producer and creator of 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 shows from Victorious all the way dating back to all that. So it, oh, it gosh, was a long quite time. prolific. Um, so McCurdy claims she was subjected to inappropriate requests yeah. from at least one member of iCarly's production team, who she calls the creator, who people uh, allege is Dan Schneider, because he was fired by Nickelodeon in 2018 for inappropriate conduct. Okay. Um, the creator pressured into drinking alcohol underage, photographing her in a bikini for a wardrobe fitting. And when McCurdy brought these claims up to her mom, her mom said, everyone wants what you want. Um, Nickelodeon actually in this book, um, she alleged Nickelodeon offered her three hundred thousand dollars to stay quiet about alleged abuse she faced. Hush money, yeah. Mm. And she said that you know he would groom kids. Every kid took turns being his favorite, and then um, he you'd be his favorite one day, and then he, he pretty much treated you like garbage the next day. Which we I, I heard a lot when it came to like the Michael Jackson allegations mm. that that HBO special on Michael Jackson, which was really hard to watch. They mm-hmm. talked about that, and he would say stuff like the victorious kids get drunk together all the time. The iCarly kids are so wholesome. We need to give you a little edge. I mean, what a freaking loser. Yeah. Um, but I find this interesting because the um, the response to this book has pretty much been very supportive and and it's been very well received, which mm-hmm. is good. Mm-hmm. Um, I have no reason to not believe Jeanette McCurdy. Um, I know she followed the path of a lot of former child actors who kind of withdrew from the spotlight and got into uh, problems with uh, her mental health and addiction. Um, and, and and you're kind of seeing, uh, it's kind of odd how people react to children um, who are in the limelight. I mean, even the stranger kids things, people um, c- kind of uh, talk about these kids and their relationships like they're not minors. Yeah. You know, it, it's very yeah. weird and creepy. But, yeah. you know, 10, 15 years ago, Amanda Bynes um, was going through it. Yeah. And she um, she was on all that. She was on the Amanda show, mm-hmm. um, which was created and produced by the Dan Schneider guy. And I, I, I think it just kind of shows how far we have come in society that it seems and, and, it, and it seems like it's mostly people who used to watch her on Nickelodeon who are really embracing this. And mm-hmm. I think maybe that's showing that the younger we get, the more compassionate we we've become. And we've really put a um, emphasis on believing alleged victims instead mm-hmm. of saying, Oh, well she was making money right, or, right. you know, because these are kids and they're vulnerable. Yes, and yes, the only absolutely. people they have protecting them are their parents. And I've had this theory that, um, I think that if you put your kid in showbiz, unless you're really, really protective, it's almost like a form of child abuse. Yeah, to me. I was going to say that was the that was the first thing I thought. And I think a lot of these parents who do that are trying to live vicariously through their children. Right. And obviously a lot of them are unstable mentally. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if this woman's counting her calories and right. making sure she's you know, washing her hair correctly, right. <laughs> she's got she's got a screw loose. Yeah. And, you know, I, I wish the best for people who have mental health. I want them to get the help that they need. But 
she was hurting somebody else and she was hurting a, a, a child and you can't do that. Yeah. And it's completely up to her how she feels about her mom. That's her relationship. I didn't mm -hmm. know her mom. Right. These kids, you know, didn't know her mom who grew up watching her. Right. I, I mean, I could see why you would have that animosity because, you know, Rich, you and I have, have had similar upbringings mm -hmm. and, you know, uh, your parent, your parent was always the person you would run to to bail you out of problems. Sure. And I've said this to my mom that when I was a kid, <laughs> she was always on my case. But one thing I always knew is that she was there. Even if even if I wanted her to be there a little bit less, <laughs> I get off my case. She was always there. And, yeah. and, and to be a kid who's being victimized by 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 these predators who either um, have nefarious intentions or just see you as a meal ticket mm -hmm. and to not kind of have that person in your life, the most powerful person in your life, which is your parents, you know, my dad protect you from any monster when they're not protecting you from the monsters and when they're the monsters themselves, I can see why you might write a book with this title. Yeah. That's a dark place to be in. So the book was probably cathartic for well, me too, it, I would imagine. Yeah. And, uh, uh, the guy who played Josh from Drake and Josh has spoke out in support. Um, hmm. he just said that she's very brave and funny and honest. And, and honestly, um, Reports are he's got a good relationship with his mother. She probably did protect him, uh, but he probably saw some things on set that his mom couldn't oh, protect. Yeah. And, and so he, he he could probably vouch for the authenticity of that more so than anyone else. So, you know, I hope Jeanette McCurdy finds the healing that she needs. I, I hope Amanda Bynes does and anyone else who was victimized by a, a scumbag like this. Yeah. You wish that uh, ch child actors who have, uh, overcome these terrible things and these horrible adults who are supposed to be their stewards and fostering them and looking after them when they betray them that way. All you can wish for them is that they find peace mm -hmm. and that they're able to go through life with a, 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 the kind of happiness that we experienced as youngsters, right. knowing that we had stability in our parents. I mean, hell, even looking back at Britney Spears meltdown, I mean, yeah. uh, you just, uh, just, just go down the list of former, uh, of, of people who've been famous since they yeah. were teenagers. Oh, yeah. Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. I, and, and you just kind of wonder what kind of terrible crap they've gone through. Yeah. And I think the fact that they made a lot of money at one point doesn't <laughs> look. I, I mean, if I had a choice between being rich and victimized and broken and being as poor as I am and having the childhood that I I would choose this. Me too. I would choose this. So I, I think a, a lot of people think that money fixes a lot of woes, but it can't fix everything. So yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of those kids out there. Well. And who are adults now who would have loved to have had right. <laughs> your your mother there or your dad there right. keeping you away from the monsters. Right. Even though it drove me crazy as a kid because yeah, I couldn't well, get away with a damn thing. Yeah. You know, I see the mayor. I, I, I see the advantages now as an adult. <laughs> All right, Richard, next topic. <laughs> well, we're going to take a look at another form of show business here. One that's close to your own heart, oh. Michael. The WWE uh, has its sights set on a larger international market in the coming year. Did you know they had a UK, the WWE? I NXT did not. UK. Do you know what NXT is? What I, is that it's, from what I understand, it's kind of like their minor league. Oh, okay. Yeah. They, they're planning an initial foray into Europe. They had done this in December 2016, and they took a hiatus for a few months. 
WWE will run the premium live event Worlds Collide, featuring the current crop of NXT and NXT UK superstars. Tyler Bate, the NXT UK champion, confronted NXT champion Braun Breaker what? at NXT Heatwave earlier this A week. basketball player? While Gallus came out. I don't know who Gallus is. I, well, do you? I, full disclosure, Rich, I was really into wrestling, but like I, I was into wrestling like back when like The Rock and Stone Cold. Yeah. Back when Stone Cold was giving out the stunner. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. This always seemed to be a very American thing to me, wrestling. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I mean, the WWE right now is in flux, obviously. Vince McMahon, the oh, yeah. founder, sure. Um, he had multiple affairs that mm-hmm. he paid hush money to, right? and um, he's had to step down. So his son-in-law, Triple H, who is a, uh, a superstar wrestler, Hall of Famer in his own right, is taking over, and... A lot of the scuttlebutt is that Triple H is going to get it back to just the wrestling ah. and not the storylines, which oh, I think is a mistake. I agree. Yeah. The uh, theatricality of yeah. the storyline is what keeps a lot of people interested. Right? I mean, yeah. I mean, the thing with the WWE is they're not afraid to try new things. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, uh, American institutions don't always translate uh, overseas. Um, see um, the NFL Europe. Yeah. Um, That's but, what I was thinking. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, there there were British there were British wrestlers, but yeah, I, I I I it'll be interesting to see this. I don't know what kind of wrestling scene there is in Europe, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, it's as it's as American as Chevrolet and apple pie, right? I will say, and they they mentioned this in this Japan's article. big with wrestling. Oh yes, yeah, that, that's true. I should I I forgot about Japan. Um, the Colosseum in Rome or outside the Louvre in Paris might be potential places where they duke it out. That wow. might be kind of cool to watch them. Especially because, like, a lot of times it, like, spills over. Yeah. So maybe they get into, like, a fight up the Eiffel Tower oh, or something. Oh, that would be cool. Oh, man. Like, now, that would garner my interest. I've had absolutely no interest in wrestling. Right. Yet someone gets whipped, and instead of whipping them into the rope, they get whipped into Stonehenge, and they all start <laughs> falling like dominoes. Oh. Whoa, that'd be great. <laughs> oh. It'll be interesting to say. Yeah, I mean, normally, normally in wrestling, like if you're not from America, that's part of your storyline. Okay. So we'll see. All right. So maybe like uh, we used to have the British Bulldog here. Maybe you go overseas and you're the American Bulldog. Oh. And you wear a cowboy hat and talk like this. A Yankee. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Sending at six foot two, the damn Yankee. (laughs) Yeah, no, thanks. (laughs) Uh, speaking of no things, should we get Dave on the horn? Yeah, we'll get him up on the yeah, horn. Here. We got to. Uh, Let's see if I remember how to use this. Phone. Yeah, do you need his phone number here? Yeah, I think I got do it. Do a little production on the fly. I love bringing up the phone. Yeah. You know, while the t- I, to me, I love hearing dialing on the air. Is this okay? Yeah, this is. I mean, it's better than dead air. While I'm waiting for you to. Uh, Let's get him up on the horn here. See yeah. what he's up to. Huh? You better answer. He's <laughs> not going to be here. Oh yeah. Hopefully he gets re- reception in the laundry room. Hello? Dave? Oh, his pot's not on, I don't think. Oh, oh wait. Yes, it is. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. Dave, hello? Hmm. This is going great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's try calling him one more time. And if uh, if we oh, can't get on, hold on, hold on, we'll move on to Damn Would it. You Rather. Hey, what's going on? You there? Yeah. 
Dave, Dave, Dave stop screwing around, Dave. You there, you there, Dave? Dave. It's Dave. very possible they might have. Uh... Dave. Dave. All I get is dead air. Dave. Yeah. Dave. All right. Old, old have, dead air Dave. I have to call him up again here. All right. One more time. This is, uh, uh, you know. He's at home. Who washing his tights? Dave finds a way to ruin the show even when he's not here. <laughs> Say that all done. Yeah. Let's see. I'm bringing him up on the caller line. That's okay, right? Yeah, that's fine. We, we got dial tone. We had remember? dial tone. Now I don't hear dial tone anymore. Yeah. What happened there? I don't know. I think Dave broke it. Well, I, I guess while you're uh, while you're doing that, I'll read the would you rather. Yeah, you do that. All right. So uh, the messenger brought this in. Would you rather a? Oh, this is a good one. Have a ten-hour dinner with a headstrong politician you hate. Oh. Or attend a ten-hour concert for a music group that you hate. Wow. Or spend 10 hours for Dave to figure out how to use his phone and answer a call. <laughs> I think I know what mine would be. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. I'd pick the music. I would too. Let's see. Let's see. Hello. He's here. Oh, there you are. Dave. Oh, Dave, you, you suck. Work. Dave, Good job. Dave, we finally did. Where the hell are you, Dave? It's actually kind of serious, Dave. Part, parts unknown. Uh, are are you so exhausted from the two hours that we had to do last Friday that you needed to take a day off? Yeah, basically. Yeah. Okay. Well, rest up. Oh, How you What'd you say, How's Dave? Going? What's that? How's the show going? It was going. It was. Week? It was going great Dave, until you, you didn't answer your phone. Dave, I answered you my suck. phone. I could hear you. You couldn't hear me. I kept on saying, serious, "Hey, I was waiting to hear whatever, Dave." And uh, you and all I heard was. I can't hear him. Try calling him again. What's wrong? Something tells me this is still your fault somehow. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, well, we did have a great time on the on the Mitch album show. Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. Last week, um, Ed Kelly and uh, Kevin O'Neill sat in with us mm-hmm. and uh, had a great time. So thanks, thanks to the station, uh, thanks to, to to Mitch for uh, taking the day off and. Uh, if you guys had any thoughts, feel free. If not, we'll move on to Would You Rather. Suddenly, Dave has a great job. I had I had a uh, I had a lot of people uh, congratulate us on being filling in for Mitch album. A uh, very nice note on social media from Ed Kelly. Oh, well, that yeah. was great. Yeah, cool. Who was actually on the show? Right. <laughs> and uh, Dave actually switched from co-host of the show to phone screener. Ah, yes. He's in home. Who washing his tongue? I'm that versatile, yeah. dual purpose uh, for that day. Yeah. That's impressive. And I said, so Dave, what was found in the search warrant? And then I see Dave taking phone calls, and I said, oh, crap, I better Google this really quick. <laughs> Suddenly, Dave has a great job. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we had a great time, and hopefully we'll be able to do it again. If not, if not, you know, um, I enjoy it. I, I'll, I'll look back on those two hours like Al Bundy looks back on that game where he threw four touchdowns. I'll be talking about <laughs> oh, yeah. it. Yeah, it's full high, of course. All right, Dave. So um, the messenger found us worthy for a word you rather this week. So I'm going to I already read it. Killing time. Uh, so I'll read it to you again. Would you rather have a 10 hour dinner with a headstrong politician you hate or attend a 10 hour concert for a music group you hate? Oh, uh, 10 hour concert, of course. Yes, I agree. Mm-hmm. Richard. Yeah, I think we're all in agreement. Yeah. Here. Wow. We really don't want to be. I kind of I kind of already I kind of already was at a what seemed like a 10 hour concert for somebody <laughs> that I thought I liked. Yeah. And I do still like. 
But the problem was they played all their new I didn't stuff. Know that they were gonna play. He was playing. He played one day, He played most of it with an album of songs I didn't even know. And he yeah, no thanks. Songs were popular. So. Hmm. Who was it? Do you want to say it, or no? It was it was Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. Last time he was at the Palace. I'll tell you how long ago it was. We had we had front row, so we had to get there early, and we had we couldn't leave our spot, even to go to the bathroom. So it seemed like we were there for ten hours. And he played it was the River Tour or whatever the River album. <laughs> you're thinking of Billy of Joel? Garbage. Yeah, you're like confused. Well, no wonder you didn't like. You were seeing a Billy Joel cut. Right. You went to see Bruce Springsteen, and it was Billy Joel. You made a mistake. <laughs> He's like, thought, when's this guy going to play uh, Crocodile Rock? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's Elton John. I know. Yeah. I know. I'm just getting them all confused. It's uh, kind of serious, Dave. You know, Dave, I got to say, the older I get and the more my favorite bands a, a, as a teenager relate, release music I don't like anymore, <laughs> I, I kind of find myself in that boat. Like, uh, like you know, uh, 15 years ago, some of these bands I would have known every single song. Now I have to go to setlist.fm um, when they start their tour to see what the setlist is mm. to see if I want to spend money to go see them. I think that I would uh, maybe fall in that same category. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I kind of feel like um, at a certain age, unless you're like a real, real big music guy, like you're a, you're a Kevin O'Neill, um, you kind of stop like, you like the you like the music you liked as a teenager but then like times change and people aren't making that anymore so then you just don't get into as much new music as you used to mm, mm, yeah. yeah i would agree i'm kind of falling into that category where i would make fun of people for music that they liked back when they were like when younger and like i still like a lot of the music that i liked when i was younger right but now i'm falling into that position that i that i would rip on well i gotta so, yeah. I got to tell you, you know, I grew up listening in high school to to, to pop punk and emo. And, and now, you know, the Internet just lumps it all into emo. But there was a difference back then. Uh, I don't I'm not going <laughs> to bore you guys. But now people are calling like uh, like Fallout Boy and like Blink 182 and Green Day like dad rock now. And wow. yeah, you go. yeah. So. Wow. So, yeah, it's uh world. Well, that's what happens, Rich. Time just keeps going by faster and faster until one day you're just dead. That's right. So they, they, they tell me that they tell me that Mother Nature and Father Time are undefeated. So. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's a good I'm, way to end the show. I'm depressed. Thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs>